Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome to the show. I'm Andy Griffin. Thanks for tuning in today. It is 9.09 on a sunshiny and, yes, warm uh, Tuesday. Kind of a cool show today. I have Tim Anderson is here. He's going to talk about, uh, well, about D, Dixie, and, and uh, the DSUHC. And also Marianne Hamilton is here, Miss Senior Universe. Marianne, I've got your mic on. If you want to, if you want to play with us, too, you're, you're welcome to. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> okay, this is fun. Let's talk to Tim for a couple of minutes. Tim, right? yeah. Well, both of you, but let's let's start with Tim and start talking about what's uh, kind of give us an update on the political races and the, the Dixie name. And I noticed there was uh, yesterday a press release out saying they at least are going to designate the D on the Hill as a as a historic, uh, or I don't know what the actual designation is, but uh, the D is going to stay. We know that. Well, some kind of monument, which is a good thing. It's good that they followed up on that. And really, what we're looking at today, you know, we, the, the ballots should be coming out. And mm-hmm. so you should be getting them in your, uh, in your mail pretty quick. And so we're looking at the primary election on, January, or on June 28th. So that's the reason. I was told to be here to talk about the upcoming election yeah. and the issues with regard to Dixie at this point. And uh, as you know, with the SUHC, Defending Southwestern Utah Heritage Coalition, we've uh, continued to increase in membership. It, it, people keep joining. They're concerned about what's happening. The name change has only triggered more interest, more involvement, and more concern. And that goes into effect July first, is it? The the Utah Tech name? Yes, whatever we're whatever it's called. We we just call it our <laughs> university. So yeah, if yeah. you want a good generic, uh, uh, at least uh, hopeful term, just our university. We call it Dixie or our university. But uh, they can, but they are, it is, uh, will be officially called Utah Tech, which I don't know, is that like a subsidiary, a branch campus of Southwestern Utah Technical College? I, I don't know. I did want to ask you, they, it seems like they, they got their way. They got the name changed. They are throwing in, I guess, throwing a few bones, like, like saying Dixie Campus on their sign over there, uh, getting the designation for the D on the Hill. Do you feel like at least they're, they're they're trying to accommodate a little bit now that they got their way. It's just cover wokeness cover up, cancel culture cover up, mm. which is continuing. You know you can you can try to fix your mistakes only for so long, and now we're living with it, and it's going to continue. But I think that as we look at what can what should you know, what could couldn't happen in today's world, we've got things that we're really concerned about that mm-hmm. I think bring this somewhat to life. I mean, if you looked, you filled your gas tank lately. Oh boy. You know, five five oh seven in Fillmore on the way back from Salt Lake this weekend, and 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 so and if you tried to buy eggs, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. there are things that are happening in this particular time that you can relate to this. So these things are happening. We're in kind of a negative time frame. Yeah. I, one way to look at it is there's hope for the future because we're kind of in a point where we really need hope because okay. things are pretty messed up right now. We're almost to the point where it has to be better than it is now. Yeah, and almost. that's and that's my point. And so. But one, one also, one thing that happened in the, in the course of all this was the effort to change the name mm-hmm. by the university, by the political elites, the small group that really right now is in control of that issue. And so the name, the name has been changed. But the name change, similar to these other things, is a major negative. 
And obviously the reason why it, uh, it, it is to, to many and why it is such a problem is because they don't like communities with a story. That, mm. that kind of runs against your basic progressive liberal higher education elite. They want to control those things. And we are a community with a huge story. The story of Dixie is deep. It's real. It's original. Got a lot of truth to it. And it's, it invites everyone. And I think that that's, that stands in the way of some of these sorts of things. And so you change it to a really generic name. Because remember, it's not just the name change. It's how they went about it. Right. You know, claiming that somehow students couldn't get jobs. Yeah. Or claiming that uh, Utah's Dixie is, 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 uh, is, is, is a huge racial issue. Because they don't understand the history or they don't want to. And so in dealing with those issues, we've, you know, it's, it's come around. But when we look at where we're at now, I think that's important. Look at the, who the candidates are. We have a good, strong group of candidates that are running that want to retain the name. They want to retain the history and the heritage and, 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 and the things that relate to the, to the local area effectively. But to do that, we have to have a good, strong group in place, which we didn't have before. We had among our own representatives those that opposed keeping the name. So that's kind of hard to win in that situation. Right. So what, we're, right. what we want to do is just let, certainly let people know that, you know, the election's coming up. We have, uh, you know, Colin Jack, Neil, Neil Walter, Willie Billings. They're all, they're all will be on the ballot. They're all very supportive of continuing to support the Utah's Dixie cause. And there are a few that are on the ballot that aren't willing to support the Utah's Dixie cause. And those are the ones that have uh, considerable support from northern Utah contributors. In fact, hmm. substantial support. And Fin- even endorsements. And otherwise, right? And I'm not sure that in today's environment, politically here in southern Utah, it's very wise to have former Governor Gary Herbert, for example, endorsing mm-hmm. you for a local office. Sure. Not that we didn't like Governor Herbert. He was fine. But I think that the, the effort by the northern Utah political elites to try to uh, influence and control what goes on down here that's played out in the change of the name is very, very challenging for a candidate. Yeah, good point. So it, there's some of the things that are going on. It's like some of the Democrats across the country, uh, Joe Biden says, you want me to endorse you? They're like, no, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's right. And we, we love our northern Utah friends and, and neighbors. But their view of what is important in southern Utah and a lot of what the local values might be, there, there's some diversity of views on that. And it certainly has played out most recently in the change of the name. Okay, awesome. Uh, can, can you, again, maybe mention some of those names, the people that we, uh, you know, that are, are very supportive of keeping Dixie Dixie? Well, there's certainly Colin Jack, who's mm-hmm. running uh, for the House, Neil Walter, uh, Willie Billings. And Walt Brooks is running, but he doesn't. He doesn't have an opponent. So, oh. but if we elect, I think he's going to win. I think he might have a chance. But <laughs> if those four win, then we have a solid delegation to look at issues that relate to the community from a Utah's Dixie standpoint. And there still may be diversity of views there. Should be, but I think overall it's very secure, and it's not uh, politicians that are driven by the northern Utah interests. Yeah, good point. Awesome, Tim. Uh, the, the organization, you mentioned DSUHC, uh, Defending Southwest Utah Heritage Coalition. That's a mouthful. I'd just like to say DSUHC. But yeah. uh, I would have thought when when the university, you know, when it went through and they, they decided the name was going to change and there was, you know, at, at a certain point it was, it was going to change, period. I would have thought DSUHC uh, would have faded, but it, it's quite the opposite, huh? 
What's interesting is interesting to see that the number of people that are joining the pages, for example, in Facebook, the number is up. We're up several hundred just in the last couple of months. We're up 4,300 on one page alone and another 4,000 on another one. The website is up. There's a lot of interest because it's not going away. People are bothered Mm -hmm. by this. And the story doesn't just disappear because there's been some recent political strategy put in place that's somewhat of a ploy against the community. And so it's deep, it's real, it's, it's, it's really what uh, so many people have concerns about. And I think that that's where uh, continuing involvement in this in a good civil way is very important. Because the, these, the leadership at the university isn't going to be there forever. You know, someone else is going to come and be in charge of one of these days is going to say, how do I relate to this community? Yeah. And yeah. one way is to take a second look at the name issue. Uh, the name will, will be the issue for a long time to come. All right. He's Tim Anderson. Thank you, Tim, for coming on today. So good to talk to you. Uh, the uh, You said the ballots may be already in our mailboxes right now. Could be showing up pretty quick, and so be sure and turn them in. And, uh, you know, if you feel really compelled to, whether you've been here forever or whether you just moved here last week, mm-hmm. we'd love to have you as a part of Utah's Dixie. So hopefully you'll be involved and support the candidates that support you. Awesome. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you today. Thanks. This has been fun. Tim Anderson, local legend. By the way, Tim brought me his book and uh, one of his books. You have several books, right? Yeah, the Rainer the Stavka, Too Close to Kill. And, and if you look up the case Anderson versus Stallone, I'm the Anderson. Really? And that's a book, Anderson no, versus that's, that's a lawsuit. Oh, it's a lawsuit. <laughs> well, nice. Nice. Did we, any groundbreaking uh, in that case in particular we should know about? Well, it's a case from years ago, but uh, someday we'll have to talk about it. Okay. All right. Well, let's make a plan then, Tim. Thank you so much for coming today. It's sure good to talk to you. That's good. Thanks. Okay. Let's bring Marianne in now. Marianne Hamilton, Miss Universe. Miss, what was the latest thing that uh, that uh, you have been awarded? By the way, Marianne Hamilton is uh, our fitness guru here on the Andy Griffin Show. So good to have you for the third or fourth time now you've so, been yeah, on. Fourth time. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. Uh, and uh, r- really appreciate your perspective on things. Um, we could get some 20-year-old in here and talk about doing aerobics and <laughs> yoga and, and all those things, and that's fine. Uh, and when I was 20 years old, I did a lot of that kind of, maybe not aerobics, but I was uh, out working out all the time and really young, and I didn't have very much, very much problem with sore muscles and things like that. Uh, but... Um, I'm not that young anymore. Uh, Marianne is, uh, she's, uh, she looks like she's about 39. She's a little older than that. A little bit older. A little bit older. About 40 years older than that. (laughs) But uh, Marianne, uh, let's talk about, uh, well, no, let's first let's talk about your awards. All right. Tell me about this latest one because I I wasn't familiar with it. Okay. Well, uh, we could go Sunday. I was in Seattle, Washington, for okay. the Global Beauty Awards. This is the fifth annual. Nice. And that's sort of, they con- they're considered the Oscars of the pageant world. If you've been in a pageant system anywhere in the country, and some parts of Asia and India, uh, they present different awards uh, for the best uh, producer, the best director, the uh, person with the best talent, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. best sponsor. And uh, for whatever reason, I was awarded the most physically fit uh, nice. <laughs> participant, which was kind of hilarious because the other nominees were 
40 years younger than I am <laughs> in many cases and, yeah. you know, incredibly uh, active, fit, beautiful women. And I was incredibly honored to be selected for this honor. For this Most award. physically fit, very yeah, cool. That was pretty cool. And did you have to drop the whole forty-three gold medals on them, in order to get that? Or well, what? they asked they for didn't... bios, and that, oh. was inclu- that was included in it. Yeah. Very nice. Well, if anybody's met Marianne or has seen pictures of her, she is definitely very physically fit. It was Uh, one of those things where I mean, I I always kind of laugh when I hear Oscar uh, recipients go up and say, "Oh, I didn't prepare anything. I really, really did not. I really did not." It was like there's no way. Looking at the other, yeah, with all these young people. Yeah, I was just happy to you know get dressed up with my husband and go up to Seattle and go to this great event and had no inkling in a million years this would be when they called my name i just about fainted hmm. so i uh the, the, speaking of awards i won one years ago it was the uh, best best sports column or something like that mm-hmm. i was in an award awards banquet they had these white tablecloths mm-hmm. and they were serving red punch and <laughs> did you uh, do a spit take this, this was one of my Im- most embarrassing moments no it wasn't a spit take but uh, I, I was sitting at the table with a couple of friends of mine. One of them was, I was actually in college at Utah State. One of them was the newspaper advisor. Okay. And he's the one that actually submitted my columns to be awarded and everything. So, nice, nice. Uh, they call my name. I was I was truly surprised, yeah. too, because they had called third place and second place. And I'm like, oh, I didn't get anything. Yeah, yeah. You know? I would have gotten one of those. Yeah. yeah. And they called my name as the winner. And I was like, really? I was kind <laughs> of shocked. What? But you have to go up and get the award, right? right. So I stood up. And my my advisor, his name is Jay, was I guess he was about to start clapping, but I thought he was reaching out to shake my hand instead of clap. And so uh-huh. I reached over to shake <laughs> his, his hand, hand, and there was a big carafe of red punch, oh, and it went everywhere <laughs> when I hit it. And uh, my advisor, my friend Jay, jumped up and like whoa, whoa, whoa. and yeah, all while the whole room, of course, is watching course, the new of award course, winner of, of the column writing. So uh, that nice. was one of my most embarrassing moments of my life. Well, you weren't being nominated for most graceful. Right? <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. At least I didn't trip on the way up there, too, right? So <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, I think, has done that twice for the Oscars. Oh, has she? Kind of okay. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So, so congratulations on that award. Thank you very much. Very cool. Um, for folks that don't know this, maybe you can tell the story about uh, your younger years. You were not... I, mean, I wouldn't call you an ugly duckling, but you, this this was not you before. When, when you were a younger person, you weren't into pageants, you weren't into fitness, you God, were no. just kind of a normal, everyday person. Just grew up in Sacramento, you know, happy to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches mm-hmm. and read Nancy Drew books, and that was pretty much my life. And <laughs> I You got, were kind of a nerd. Then. I was a total nerd, complete <laughs> nerd, and I got good grades and, you know, had acne and glasses and, you know, another 40, 50 extra pounds, and that was okay, you know, but I... Just uh, certainly cowered every time before um, PE classes started Mm -hmm, and, you know, tried mm -hmm. to get out of that as much as possible and had no physical um, ability for any kind of sports. I just really, really was a nerd. I liked to read. I liked to write. I liked to watch movies, listen to music, and none of those things were going to uh, predispose me for being, um, you know, an athlete at any point in my life or being a fitness instructor as I am now. So, um, you know, it is possible to reinvent yourself and bloom later in life, which is kind of cool. That is that is really cool. Um, when when did it click? When did it? When did you turn the corner? Because you uh, obviously, I mean, you're not young, young. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm far trying from to, trying to be delicate here. Andy, because, we're going to say I'll be seventy in November. It's okay, okay. Thank it's you. okay, it's okay, it's fine. You, you're yeah, sixty nine years old. So obviously, you've gone through a whole lifetime of of living of of you know 
growing up and, and becoming an adult and then even all the way through adulthood, at what point, at one point, excuse me, at what point <laughs> did you act, did it actually click that, yeah. hey, you know what, I want to change things? Yeah. Um, I'd say late 70s, early 80s, I was uh, probably mid, mid-40ish, mid to late 40s. Okay. And I don't know if that math works out, but that's what I'll say. Anyway, um, hmm. and, <clears throat> excuse me. Jogging was kind of becoming popular in California. And uh, I thought, well, you know, that doesn't really require much fitness or much uh, athletic skill. I could now, try. did you have kids? No, I did not. No have kids. kids, okay. Unfortunately, I was not that lucky. But um, I have two wonderful stepsons now. That's mm-hmm. another story. Um, anyway, uh, just, you know, it, it, I think we've talked about this before. It, it took a whole lot of courage to put on a pair of shorts and be seen in public, you know, at, at that point in my life. And, and I So you were, admittedly, you were kind of, you were out of shape. Oh, yeah. You were. Yeah, I never was in shape. Uh, yeah. Kind of a, a housewife type, <laughs> middle-aged. So, yeah. and at that point, you could have said, you know, this is who I am, yeah. period. And I'm not going to change. This is what it is. Yeah. But you put those shorts on. I did. And I was actually, um, I was my previous husband, I uh, was married into a family of, of really, really talented athletes. He was a tennis pro, and his brother was a mm. actually touring tennis pro, and dad was a tennis pro, and blah, blah, blah. And I always felt like I was a stranger in a strange land in that family. And So you weren't into any of that? No, you, no, 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 no. I didn't even understand how tennis, you know, what how scoring worked or any of that. Mm-hmm. I just was clueless. But uh, his mother, my mother-in-law, and I uh, began walking together, and we started jogging together. And she was she was a good athlete as well, and she was very patient, and she would go out jogging with me. And then eventually, I got to really, really like that. I liked the idea of being, you know, healthier, and the pounds started melting away. Then I discovered weightlifting, which was really, really cool, because mm-hmm. that created... Um, results very quickly on, in my body and I got a little obsessive about it and then I you know, <laughs> injured myself had some neck surgery overdid told, it a little yeah overdid a little yeah. yeah was told no more weightlifting no more running uh, you know all that stuff so anyway long story short over time in rehab I started walking as a way to recover and then started walking faster and then faster and then found a couple of uh, Olympic coaches to Olympic race walkers to train me in race walking and wow. here I am today and you and your husband both race walk quite a bit. Um, well, he did for a while, but okay. he didn't quite um, have as good of luck with the technique and sort of got disqualified <laughs> pretty regularly <laughs> from the from the events. So he's gone back to running. Uh, he's a triathlete, um, he's a cyclist, really good swimmer. You know, had been a lifeguard um, growing up. He's a real strong skier and all those kinds of things. So um, he's he's a really really good athlete for for an old guy. Does he does he compete in the senior games yes, like you do? Yeah, he does. Okay, he and is. I assume he's got a few medals yeah, along he has, the way. He has many medals. Yeah. But what are what are his specialty sports? He does power walking actually, and then he does triathlon and uh, and the uh, cycling events. Nice. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, he's good. Um, one of the things we wanted to talk about today uh, with with you folks out there. Let me check the time here. Uh, yeah, we got a couple of minutes for weather, uh, but so I can introduce yeah introduce the topic. It is hot, and that's the weather, and that's actually the topic we want to talk about yeah. because uh, I know you have been concerned as we keep reading these numbers and and we see how much time we spend inside and when we're inside if we're not on Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus we're on our phones mm-hmm. on Facebook or Twitter or, or whatever watching videos on YouTube uh it has become i hate to use this word epidemic yeah oh. absolutely 
Yeah. I mean, I was reading something a couple of weeks ago, I think when we were on vacation, that said um, a study by the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, says that 90% of us are, or, I'm sorry, Americans are spending 90% of our time indoors. 90%, 90% of our time just, indoors. That was horrifying to me. Now, the context of the story was that the majority of that time is spent in an office environment where there's the um, presence of pollutants and things in the air is, is higher, and so people are not breathing good air. But for me, the idea was, holy smokes, people are indoors. They're, not, they're sitting on their butts and they're not doing anything. Yeah. And um, obviously, there are a whole lot of risks associated with that. And I started doing some research, because that's what I want to talk about today. Cool. Um, if you think about that number, 90% of our time is spent indoors. You think, okay, uh, if I'm awake for, say I have a big day and I'm awake for 18 hours that day. 90% of 18 hours is about uh, at least 16 hours mm-hmm. uh, inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 I, and I assume we're in our car. That actually counts as some of our outside time when we're actually exactly. driving around yeah. in our cars and stuff. So if you take away any travel time you got in there, uh, the number probably goes up to 96% or, or something like that. Uh, and then, you know, some of us will walk our dog or something. Right. You know, <laughs> you got that factored in there. And all of a sudden you're down to, well, I don't spend any time outside and that's definitely a concern uh one of the things we want to talk about today and i mentioned the hot uh if you you know we want you to go out out outside and do outside stuff but this time of year it is so it's hot a challenge for sure even at nine or ten o'clock at night we're still talking 90 degrees in in especially when we get into july and august so we're going to talk about that as well mm-hmm. with marianne and get some ideas and tips i have i've uh, i'll be quite honest i've gained quite a bit of pounds the last few years mostly related to my health mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of a weird thing and in, in when i was younger uh, I gained weight, and so my health was was bad. It, this time, I my health went bad, and so I gained weight. It was kind of the other way. But either way, I'd like to get back in shape for sure. sure. And I think we have just a person here to help me and help all of us. Marianne Held. All right. Love to. Let's take a break. Let's get that weather forecast, and then we'll have more with Marianne coming up right after this quick timeout. Compelling guests, hot topics, the latest news, always on the Andy Griffin Show. Is there a juicy part in it for me? Right here on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome back. I'm Andy Griffin. Marianne Hamilton is in on the program with me as we try to get ourselves in a little bit better shape here in southern utah uh and marianne has a unique perspective in that she is um, 69 years old there i said it marianne yes thank you <laughs> and, and so we don't have uh some 24 year old super jock on the show telling us how to do and, and what to do and everything marianne experiences the same aches and pains that we all experience oh, and uh, the day after working out, especially hard, it's probably really hard to walk even sometimes, Marianne. Sometimes, and sometimes wearing a pair of high heels, I feel the next day. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, good point there. Um, and uh, and uh, by the way, Marianne is a cancer survivor as well. How cool is that? Yes. Way thank to you go, Marianne. Much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> two years, two years uh, cancer-free on May 11th. It was not that long ago. It was not. So uh, glad everything's in recession and you're uh, healing up and you're... Uh, back to uh, being things like, you know, Miss Universe and stuff like that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about uh, right off the bat how to how to we need to get outdoors. We just talked about the statistic. Ninety percent of our time is spent indoors. That doesn't even count 
the time we spent inside of our cars. And, and so we need to get outside more. But I'm going to be honest with you, Mary. And when my wife says, hey, let's go for a walk, and it's 93 degrees at 9 o'clock at night, I'm kind of like, uh, let's not. So what can I do? Well, there are some things that you can do during this incredibly hot weather. Um, Believe it or not, one of the best things you can do before you take off is to take a cold shower. Really? Yep, that'll lower your body temperature. And don't dry your hair, because if your hair is kind of cold, it'll keep you cooler, which is mm. kind of cool. What a good idea. It's a really good mm. idea. Um, and, you know, don't give yourself, like, shock, but, but right, cool right, yourself right. down. You can put... Um, well, one thing about a cold shower here in St. George is it's still actually kind of warm. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> is, unfortunately. The swimming pool gets pretty hot after a while, too. Yeah. Um, basically, if you get your, your neck and your wrists cooled off, that'll, that'll really kind of help your body temperature hmm. regulate um you want to stay hydrated with the right fluids I and mean, we talked i think last time about the sports drinks which i'm not a big fan of but certainly when it's this hot you're going to be losing a lot of salt through your sweat mm, so you do want to have a little bit of that but i, I also s- still believe that you should probably dilute them with some water so you're not drinking that pure unadulterated yeah, yeah. chemical I, stuff i had uh, i learned the hard way i had a kidney stone oh, yeah. uh, because i was drinking gatorade all the g2 all the time mm-hmm. and uh doctor said look g2 is not evil gatorade is not evil there are times when it's good when when it's good for you to have that yeah but to drink it casually as a drink every day that's a bad idea it's like drinking soda pop every day yeah they're both kind of not not what your body needs for sure (laughs) right right good point yeah um wear light clothing obviously light colored clothing is is best for you dark clothing will tend to really attract the sun's rays and and make you even hotter Hmm. um what we learned uh, when I was training for my first marathon with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society Foundation is uh, cotton kills. Cotton's a great fabric, but in the summertime, when you're, especially if you're exercising, hmm. it gets hot, it gets sweaty, and it gets really heavy, and it'll bog you down even more. Really? Yeah. If you um, can invest or find it, at a, you know, even at a thrift store, that sort of nylon wicking clothing that will wick the sweat away from your skin, mm-hmm. you'll stay much, much cooler. Try and avoid cotton during these hot hot summer months um don't forget your sunscreen that was a really really important lesson i had to learn when i i moved here to st george from northern california i grew up in sacramento and during the 60s when nobody knew anything about sunscreen you know and i think the most i thought about it was seeing the lifeguard at the pool with the white blobby you know (laughs) zinc oxide on the nose right yeah but i wasn't going to put that on my body and i sort of knew that that was like okay that doesn't want to get his his nose sunburned but i didn't know the whole effects of uv rays and all that kind of stuff and unfortunately i've had um two bouts of basal cell cancer and one squamous one on my face was a basal cell then after i moved here I got the basal cell and a squamous on my leg really? from, from being out here on the trail all the time and not putting sunscreen on my legs. I mean, I put it on my face and my shoulders and my arms, but for some reason would just forget to do my legs or thinking, you know, the sun's not going to get down that far or something. Yeah, really. And it, it does. It's covered. Come on. It, yeah. It, not covered, but it's covered. Yeah. It, uh, it'll find you. So uh, as far as skin cancer is concerned, I, all my life I've been, oh, you need to wear sun, sunscreen. It's mm-hmm. important. Uh I, I rarely do. I'm going to be quite honest. And uh, so I'm bad that way. Uh, my wife is a sun worshiper. She loves the old oh. vitamin D and laying out yeah. in the sun. She yeah. does wear sunscreen. But at what point, I know they have numbers, you know, this is good for one hour or two hours, whatever. Uh, does that really prevent skin cancer? Is it, Does it really help? It does. I mean, I think the higher the SPF um, number 
Uh, mm-hmm. seems to be the better protection. I wear 50 all the time, okay. especially because I'm doing a lot of miles on the trail. And, and teaching, like yesterday, I was teaching a water aerobics class at a Brio for an hour. And that gets, you know, pretty intense um, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just bathe myself in that stuff. And if you're going to be in the water, you probably want to replenish it every half an hour. And try to wash this off, yeah. It sure does. It sure does. So, and if you're sweating, if you're playing tennis or you're doing something active, your sweat's going to dissolve it faster, too. So make sure you, you tuck a, a tube in your bag when you're out doing something active. I'm guessing this is, a lot of it is not just the sun, but also there's some heredity involved, too. Like if your family oh, sure. has a tendency to have some skin cancer issues, then you probably will. Yeah, and also um, depending on the number amount of melanin in your skin, if you're lighter complexed, you're, you're oh, more susceptible. Yeah, true. Um, people with darker skin aren't quite as susceptible, but they can still get a skin cancer as well. But, you know, my husband, Doug, is from Irish-Scottish heritage, and okay. he gets burnt really quickly. Mm. And I'm always on him, honey, spray your face or spray <laughs> and spray his scalp now <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the solar panel i have a little bald spot back here i've got to take care of too and, uh, he, he appreciates the fact that i'm short so i can't see it so you know, <laughs> i can never see how much hair he's up there and has up there or not i have a daughter-in-law who is uh, we call her a ginger she's a redhead mm-hmm. and uh, she is a true redhead in that she has red hair and white skin white skin and all the freckles yeah yeah yeah, yeah so she's going to burn really really quickly she is very careful about yeah. that kind of thing she learned her lesson early i think I, you know, I used to think because I was descended from Italian peasants and I tanned really quickly and, and really deeply that I was immune to You're getting, fine. Yeah, yeah, be fine. But new? new. All those years, you know, you, my generation sat out there um, on the beach with um, baby oil. Mm-hmm. And if you really wanted a deeper tan, you'd put some iodine in it. Really? And if you really, really were like a dedicated sun worshiper, you'd put like this metal reflector thing on your face. And <laughs> I, I remember I, those. Oh, God, I can't believe any of us have any skin left at all and that we're yeah. not completely wrinkled and you know, falling apart. So beating this, a great tip so far for yeah. beating the sun, loose clothing, light colored clothing, uh, cold shower before you go out. Yeah. I never thought of that before, yeah. but that's a good idea. It'll, it'll cool you down and, and definitely having a wet head will sort of keep you a little bit cooler. Um, think about timing as well. The, the most intense rays of the sun are between 10 and 3. Hmm. It does get hotter here after that in St. George. It does, you know, yeah. At 5 o'clock, I think it's the hottest part of the day, but the mm-hmm. most, you know, the highest uv concentration will be between 10 and 3 um think about exercising in the water you know we have um, the aquatic center here we have mm. um the sand hollow reservoir we have gunlock we have places to go and, and recreate in the water um so you can be outside yeah. especially if you're like recovering from injury yes water exercises is as good as it gets oh, because best. you get the resistance without the pain exactly I think so. um, I think we mentioned one time before when I teach uh, water aerobics classes at Sand Hollow Aquatic Center, I'm teaching primarily seniors, and a number of them will come out of the locker room on walkers or with oxygen tanks or on canes or something, and I think, holy smokes, how are they going to do? And they get in the water and they are just fish, you know. They, mm. The water supports them. They're, uh, you're, I think you weigh like 30% or yeah, yeah, 30% yeah. of your normal body weight when you're in the water, and they're just... You know, it's effortless, and they're so happy because, you know, their range of motion is so much better, and they feel hmm. not impaired. My dad is 87, mm-hmm. so you you think you're old. You're not old compared to him. Uh, <laughs> but, but he swims uh, three times a week, 32 laps. And, uh, wow. Yeah, he said, I'm not fast, but I do it. And he does it. That's great. Yeah. That is fantastic. So, and uh, Yeah, this age, it's not about, you know, setting your land speed record is about just getting out there and doing it which is really inspiring and really wonderful and i think i want to finish this up with um you know know your limits when you're starting out you're going to be outside 
Um, Some of us macho guys, <laughs> we don't know our limits. We want to go, 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 and yeah. then we pay for it later. Yeah, I think it's, you know, adding time incrementally is a really good idea and seeing how you do it. I mean, I'm not really that good in the in the heat. I'm, I like to get my exercise in by about 9 o'clock during these summer months. Otherwise, mm. I'm pretty much hosed. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. So. And, and it, like I found it unique in my job because I can't work out early in the morning. I'm here. Yeah, sure. And I, I really can't work out late at night because I have to get up early in the morning. Right. And so for me, I'm really struggling right now to find that, that sweet spot where I have time, energy, and I'm not too sleepy, you know, to, <laughs> to work out. So that's something I've been definitely trying to find a spot, Marianne, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So. If you're, you know, taking a walk, think about um, dunking a little um, cloth, rolling it up in ice water, putting it around your neck. Mm-hmm. There are those, um, I think if you go to the running store, you can find those. Yeah, do those towel things work? They do. do they, they do, yeah. Um, never worn one of those. When I teach uh, the, the summer classes at the Aquatic Center, it, it's, it's pretty hot under that big tent at the Aquatic mm-hmm. Center. And um, I have one of those things that uh, you put it in ice water and it expands and it can freeze basically basically freeze it in you know, hmm. ice water and I wear that around my neck for most of the class and it really really makes a huge difference are you not in the water when you teach that oh no I'm up on the deck oh. Oh, at the aquatic center I'm up on the deck okay. at Brio I'm in the water with oh, the students because okay. that's outdoors and I, I can't stand out there <laughs> yeah. for an hour and without yeah. being inside so yeah. yeah I'm up there on hmm. a head mic just screaming my brains out <laughs> <laughs> acting like a crazy person awesome some great tips we've got some more with Marianne in just a minute I do want to sneak this commercial break in and uh, just mention, too, we've got the Cash Cruise giveaway party coming up this Saturday, 1030 in the morning. If you've uh, if you've qualified, we have, I think it's 42 qualifiers. There's six spots left. Uh, Stephanie and uh, dang it. I think Ryan is the other one that we got qualified today. Might see if my brain can I'll see if I can reach it first. Yeah, we got two qualifiers today. Stephanie was one and the other one was. Uh, yeah, it was Ryan. My memory actually worked this time, Marian. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the party is 1030 Saturday at uh, Morris Columbus Travel. Thanks again to Morris Columbus, as well as, well as State Bank of Southern Utah and uh, the Keller, uh, the Larkin Group at Keller Williams Realty for sponsoring this big party. We'll be right back. This is the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Stay tuned for Clay and Buck coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Andy Griffin. It's Fitness Tuesday here. Marianne Hamilton is with me. She's whistling. That's that's actually her whistle. No, it's not really. But she could if she wanted to. Thanks, Marianne, for coming in today. Uh, you know, I, I had a, I talked to a friend of mine the other day, and he's like, uh, I hear people, and he's a fitness guy. He's like, I hear people all the time that tell me I don't have time for 30 minutes or an hour of exercise a day. And he said, I always tell them, do you have time to be dead? <laughs> And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, well, if you don't exercise, then you're going to hasten the your demise ultimately. Exactly. So, exactly. Inactivity has really, really bad effects on our body. Don't don't want to be a downer or anything, no. but that's the truth of the matter. In modern, you know, it used to be we worked in the farms. We worked in the fields. We were mm-hmm. outside all the time. We're not that way anymore. We have indoor. I mean, I'm in this studio for 10 hours a day. Uh, and so we've got to supplement our lifestyles with exercise or we're not going to be around very long that's very true i mean all the research shows that inactivity a sedentary lifestyle slows down you know the cell production and cell healing and that kind of thing um actually physical inactivity uh or a lack of lifetime exercise 
really increases your risk for all kinds of hateful stuff, like heart disease goes up by 45%, Mm. stroke by 60%, um, hypertension, 30%, diabetes, type 2, 50% in the U.S. All those things are just caused by people sitting on their butts all day and doing nothing. And it's just, um, it's terrifying to me. It is. It is. And and I'm glad you're you're actually kind of carrying the banner. You're walking around (laughs) going, hey, everybody, I did it. I was I was out of shape. I was a middle-aged, out-of-shape person, and I changed my life around. It's not too late. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be annoying about this because there's nothing worse than a convert trying to ram their (laughs) their point of view down your throat. But in this case, I think it's really, really crucial for all of us to think about this. It's, it's, Like you said, our lives depend on it, for sure. They literally depend on it. Yeah, yeah. Not not just figuratively. They literally depend on it if you want to be around. And that's why I've been so frustrated because of some health issues I've had with my legs and not being able to get out and do stuff. I mean, I love to play pickle. I used to love to play basketball. I played basketball my whole life two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. And then I hit 50, and I had all these surgeries and operations and, and, and the leg problem, and all of a sudden I can't play basketball anymore. It drives me crazy. So frustrating. Yeah. But you can, can you still walk? I mean, are, you free, are your feet allowing yeah, you to walk? I can still okay. walk. That's yeah. a, that's, Andy, that's the best way you can start. Yeah. I just can't jump anymore. That's okay. <laughs> Jumping doesn't matter. White men can jump. Right? But, <laughs> but not this one. Not this one. But, yeah. Uh, all right. I know there was a couple of things you wanted to mention before we get rolling again. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit, uh, first of all, about the website here oh, and sure. also about the race coming up. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, one of the ways you can get outside and get involved in the community is to become a volunteer for the number of the events that are going on throughout town. And um, the Greater Zion folks, the Greater Zion Convention and Tourism Office has a great, great, great new program called the uh, Volunteer Hub. And Essentially, you register online for a particular event you'd like to work for, like the Ironman upcoming uh, 70.3 World Championships, mm-hmm. World Senior Games, the St. George Marathon, any of those events, which require thousands and thousands of volunteers to put them on. It means it's a massive undertaking. Yeah. So you register for one of those events. Uh, then you volunteer. The day of the event, you show up and check in with your volunteer captain, say, okay, I'm here, and they log in your um, attendance. And then you get a reward card at the end of your shift. And those reward cards, basically, you can be redeemed for, um, you know, Amazon gifts and things and cash and all kinds of cool stuff. So it really, really behooves not only the community but you by being a volunteer. So if you go to volunteer.greaterzion.com, there are several big events coming up that um, will get you outside, get you connected to the community, especially if you're new in town and you don't know people. It's a wonderful, wonderful way to get connected. Think about it. Volunteers are typically really, really nice people because they're giving they up their time, right? Yeah. So that's the kind of people you want to connect with. So that's a terrific way to uh, make make some really, really wonderful friends here in the community. Well, I know we, we don't volunteer for accolades or for praise or for prizes. But if you're doing it anyway mm-hmm. and you can register and, and also, like you said, make friends and be involved in, in uh, a community. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. It's, it is. Especially if you're alone. I have a friend who is in his mid to late sixties and he keeps threatening to retire. I'm going to retire. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to retire. <laughs> and then as it gets close, every time he's like, I'm not going to retire. <laughs> and I'm like, why not? He says, I'd be bored. There's nothing to do. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, you can find things to oh, do if you want so to find to do things here, to do. Especially yeah. I, 
Doug and I thought we would be, we would be retired when we got here. And <laughs> <laughs> you're tired, That's, but not retired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've I've never been busier in my life than I've had, have have been since I've moved here, and and I love every minute of it. It's great. Very I just cool. wish there were more hours in the day to do more things. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, tell us about the race on Friday night. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, actually, speaking of my husband, he works uh, part-time for the St. George Race Department, mm-hmm. and they're putting on one of their ongoing races from throughout the year. This Friday night is the Moonlight 5K. Moonlight. Ah, Moonlight. that must be late at night, then. It is late at night. It starts at 9 o'clock. It's out at Desert Color, and that's okay. uh, 5K, which is 3.1 miles, so it's a mile and a half out, a mile and a half back. And then, when all that's finished, everybody goes into, um, I don't know if you've been to Desert Color, but they have this huge man-made lagoon that yeah, holds like 600 yeah. people or something. And, and then, by the way, this is the carrot at the end of the race. If you're looking for a reward, yes. here it is. Oh, well, during the, during the race, the um, St. George City Fire Department will be out there with their fire hoses. Oh, wow. Hosing everybody down, which is really <laughs> fun, so you can stay cool. Yeah. It's going to be, I think, 106 on Friday. Um, so it'll yeah. be down in the 90s, hopefully, by, by race time. But if you make it through the race at the end is what, Marianne? <laughs> There's a pool party or a nice. lagoon party, and I will actually be leading a couple of water aerobics um, sessions. <laughs> in that the water, is so cool. Which will be fun. We did it last year, and it, it, it was great fun. That is very cool. Um, all right, we're down the last four or five minutes. So, uh, by the way, register, I guess, at sgcity.org. Yes, exactly. Sorry. And register for the race and mo- the Moonlight 5K. Moonlight 5K. And at the end, Marianne will be waiting for you. I'll be waiting for you. So you can race and then meet Miss Universe at the end. That's very cool. <laughs> Only if you want to get in the water and, and, and be active. That's, that's the requirement. Or just come out and scream and yell and cheer. All right, four or five minutes left. I know you wanted to talk about some of the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of the risks involved in not getting active. Well, I mean, there are some really good things about being outside and been getting vitamin D. It's, um, it strengthens our immune system, hmm. um, helps boost your mood, which really can like reduce depression, obviously. Um, it lowers your chances of getting MS, multiple sclerosis, or if you have MS, it can like help you manage the symptoms more hmm. easily. Um, reduces your uh, chances of getting certain cancers. It wards off osteoporosis, bone loss. That kind. Of, I have something I have to deal with because I'm a small woman. I I tend to have. Um, I've had some bone loss, unfortunately. Um, interesting thing about vitamin D: if you take it with calcium, it can make you feel less hungry, so you eat less. So that's kind of a cool thing. Um, on the on the converse side, if you're not getting vitamin D, um, you're at high risk higher risk for obesity, high blood pressure. You know, high cholesterol, stroke type 2 diabetes, and several types of cancer, including colon, breast, and uterine cancer. So it's really, really important that you get your vitamin D. And at least um, some of our vitamin D is just received from the sun. Which is amazing to me. Yeah, and you just need about, um, depending on the color of your skin, again, whether you're fair-complected or darker-complected, between somewhere between 10 minutes to 30 minutes a day. That's all you need. And you know, that's, that's a walk around the block or take your dog for a stroll or something, and pretty so, easy. So if I go out, I want to wear my sunscreen, right? But yes, that's absolutely. not going to block the vitamin D. That's just going to keep the cancer away, right? It's going to keep the bad rays. It's going to give you the good rays and keep the bad, bad, bad stuff out. Very cool. Yeah. I always I always thought it was strange that you could you have all these pills, vitamin A, B, C, etc. And then, well, vitamin D, yeah, there's some pills for that, of course. But really, if you really want to help yourself with vitamin D, you go out in the sunshine. Right, right. And if you, you know, if it's if it happens to be raining, it's a, you know, winter time, you can eat fatty fish like salmon, something mm. like that. Egg yolks are high in vitamin D. Mushrooms, believe it or not. Um, and then fortified milk and cereal. So um, you can still continue that um, intake during the wintertime. And if you're not getting enough, then talk to your doctor about taking a supplement. 
Big takeaway today. We're down to the last couple of minutes, Marianne. Uh, get outside, get active, volunteer too. Uh, but um, and the best way to get outside, even though it's hot, is to battle the sun. There, there. You gave us several techniques. I like them. Yeah, just uh, do it early if you can, and otherwise, just be real careful about what what you do and when you do it, and keep yourself cooled and and be, be smart. Be smart about your exposure. And the biggest thing I learned today: take a cold shower before you go for a walk. <laughs> Out in the heat or go play pickleball out in the heat. Oh, God, Andy. <laughs> I'm going to play tomorrow out in the heat. Okay. Maybe we'll start at 8 o'clock, though, instead of uh, 7 o'clock this, this week. Good idea. All right. Anything else, Marianne? We've got about a minute left. Um, just uh, one quick thing about um, the risks of staying inside too much. Mm-hmm. Um, one big top big risk is social isolation. And there was a study that was done um, at BYU by a, a professor of psychology that shows that a lack of social connection... Um, heightens your health risks as much as smoking 15 cigarettes a day or abusing alcohol. Whoa, really? So, yeah, just being home alone, doing nothing, not connecting with other human beings really, really has a negative impact on, on your overall health, mental and physical. Hmm. Good point. Marianne Hamilton, she's our fitness guru. And if you've seen Marianne, if you haven't seen her, she is the embodiment of being fit. I love Thank it, you. Marianne. Thank, Thank you, sir. Thank you for coming on and for the tips. She has her water bottle with me. Her, I have, even though it's in a swig, this is water. You it's have, water. Don't get swig belly. It's water. I promise. Okay. <laughs> I just took a drink, too, right when I was supposed to talk. Anyway, <laughs> Marianne, thanks for coming in. Congratulations on your award for, uh, say, what, what was the name of it again? Best, most Fit or something like that? Uh, most Physically Fit. Most yeah. Physically Fit. And you beat all them young punks. <laughs> I love it. Pretty crazy, huh? I love it. Uh, that'll do it for, for the show today, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again to Marianne for being our special guest today. Thank you, Andy. And uh, tomorrow we have the Washington County School District on. I know it's summertime, but we're going to talk about, well, protecting the schools, school shootings, and how we can make sure our doors are locked and things like that. Thanks for listening.